Could the Oklahoma Sooners be on the verge of landing another 2025 commitment? We'll talk about that and more on today's episode of Locked On Sooners. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Sooner Nation? Welcome to Locked On Sooners, and thank you for making Locked On Sooners your first listen every single day. We're free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button and that notification bell to let you know when new episodes drop. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. My buddy here is Josh Helmer. You can follow him on Twitter at JoshOnRef. You can also hear him Monday through Friday from 9 to noon on the KRF Sports app. This segment is going to be brought to you by LinkedIn. All our recruiting segments on the Locked On Network brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every potential new hire feels like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. And Josh, the big recruiting nugget of the day is the decommitment of four-star tight end, Washington, Oklahoma native, Nate Roberts from the Notre Dame fighting Irish uh, and the flurry of predictions wafting Oklahoma's way in the aftermath of that from on three, Sam Spiegelman from rivals, Clint Cosgrove from OU insiders, Parker Thune and Brandon drum all projecting Oklahoma to earn the commitment of Nate Roberts. This coming after Josh McQuistion of sooner scoop and on three projected a flip of Nate Roberts to Oklahoma late last week. It feels like obviously the, uh, the writing is on the wall that uh, Nate Roberts soon will be joining the uh, fast start to 2025 for Oklahoma. And it's uh, obviously a big time get. I mean, it was somebody I think for Oklahoma fans that you look at it and 33 grabs, uh, upwards of 700 yards, the 11 touchdowns, uh, 21.4 per catch. A big part of a, you know, a Washington team that oh so close for so many years, right? And and he was one of the pieces that got them there and then obviously finally took them over the top in uh, in a state championship game. And that was notable locally. And uh, you look at it and you just thought, you know, obviously here's a high major talent. And pretty much every recruiting analyst uh, agreed with that. 6'4", 230, whatever you want to uh, say that he uh, he measurables in at. And uh, right now, you know, you look at 24-7 sports, number two tight end nationally, uh, the second-ranked player in the state of Oklahoma. So pretty much everybody looked at uh, the tape already and said, okay, this is a high major talent, a uh, not not just a power five guy, but, uh, you know, a blue blood power five guy. And that was backed up by the uh, offers from Notre Dame, Alabama, you name it. And uh, Oklahoma fans look at this and say, well, wait a second. Why is this guy going out of state? Why is this guy going to Notre Dame? And uh, lo and behold, now it looks like, uh, obviously, Oklahoma is going to uh, – they've already got the the decommitments happened. And uh, Oklahoma, it seems like the writing is on the wall for them to get the commitment for uh, what is uh, arguably the, the best player in state, John. Yeah, the number two player in the state of Oklahoma, as you mentioned. Right now, according to 247 Sports, he's number 61 in the 2025 class, 110 in the sports composite. 
a little bit lower on the on three industry ranking at 134 rivals has them at 120 espn at 112 so a top 150 prospect any way you slice it but based on 247 sports their rankings alone he's a top 75 prospect again you're looking at one of the top players in the state of oklahoma which has become a priority for brent venables and his staff to find the talent that's here recruit it well and not let it get out of state i mean a very athletic guy the a dude that going into his senior year already has sorry junior year excuse me already has really great size for the position at 64230 has a chance to grow he's obviously going to add functional weight to that frame over the next two years of high school. In addition to whenever he gets on college, gets on a college campus, goes through the strength and conditioning programs, and he'll continue to grow and add strength and add weight. So it's, it's a prospect that you kind of have to have if you're Oklahoma, because your tight end room is pretty thin right now. You do have Austin Stogner. You do have Blake Smith, but beyond that, you're kind of, your future is looking a little bit weak. Uh, Jason Llewellyn, Caden Helms, they can't stay healthy for whatever reason. Hopefully that turns around and they do find some injury. Good luck. It's not been the case for them so far, but very good talents. You know, guys that were very productive in high school have the traits to be very productive collegiate tight ends. We just haven't been able to see it transpire on the field just yet. Uh, you got Cade McIntyre who by all accounts is a great athlete and someone who's going to factor in at tight end. Right now, I don't think he's going to have the size to be an impact player as an inline tight end, but you do have you know Devon Mitchell coming in the 2024 recruiting cycle, so that's huge for you. But you've got to start stacking you know good classes together at that position because it will be a weapon for the Sooners in Jeff Levy's offense, as we saw what Braden Willis was able to do. But if you only have one good player, if an injury happens, you're kind of going to be stuck. And there's always a benefit to being able to run 12 personnel with two tight ends on the field or going jumbo in the goal line and having guys that can be impact blockers, not just great receivers, but impact impact blockers along the goal line. And you got to have multiple guys to do that in short yardage situations. So a very important recruitment that isn't just going to last until he commits, but is going to continue on until his national signing day, because you've got to land these elite tight end prospects class after class after class. If you want to be an elite offense, that's a game changing position that can really redefine what you look like as an offense, because you can open up the middle of the field a little bit more when you've got players that can go up and get the football, make things happen after the catch over the middle. couple of things. N- number one, and you see this uh, for a lot of these guys that are going from small school, Oklahoma, small school, you know, wherever, uh, into the high profile ranks, uh, collegially, they're a part of winning, right? But he'd been a part of a lot of winning back-to-back baseball, uh, state championship teams. Obviously we mentioned the, the football portion of it. So, so that's one thing that I like, right. Has been around winning that, uh, a lot of times is the case again, for folks making the jump from high school to college, but not in every situation. And, you know, not to necessarily the degree that would be uh, the case right here for Nate Roberts. So I like that part of it. Just uh, fluid, the way that he moves for that size, right? Very, you, you said uh, athletic, which, I mean, no brainer, right? I think most people would say it's like, well, yeah, he's a blue chip prospect uh, that has offers from Notre Dame, Alabama, Oklahoma, Auburn, you name it, right? Obviously, he's going to be athletic. He can move, but you turn on the tape and and he does move really well 
for that size. And then, uh, you know, you mentioned you're going to need guys that can do more than just go catch the football, John. You want somebody that's a willing blocker, and you uh, you watch the tape, and uh, that sticks out for Roberts. And, and Oklahoma's, yeah, going to have to have those guys going forward. 27 Power 5 offers, 10 from future SEC schools. I think that tells you everything you need to know about this kid. We're going to talk about what is going on in the 2025 class now that Oklahoma is up to five commitments and why Kevin Sperry is such a big part of what's going on in this recruiting cycle for the Sooners. We'll also talk about Peyton Bone and what he had to say uh, following today's practice and really how much of an impact he could make as a true freshman a little bit later in the show. First, I'm going to talk to you about our friends over at Nutrafol. If you're suffering from hair loss, thinning hair, whatever it may be, you might need to check out Nutrafol. You don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health. Nutrafol provides a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. No drugs, no compromises, just better hair. A lot of us, we think losing our hair is inevitable, but you can take it back. You can take control of your hair's future with Nutrafol's science-backed hair growth supplement for men. Did you know that 80% of men will experience hair thinning in their lifetime? It's normal, but it doesn't have to be your fate. You can get ahead of thinning with Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. So take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men at and enter the promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men and enter the promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. That's Nutrafol.com slash men promo code Locked on college. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Now with Kevin Sperry at the helm of Oklahoma's 2025 recruiting class, the Sooners already have five commitments in the cycle. We've talked about how they're getting a head start on that front. And a lot of it, you could probably come back to the fact that they've got their quarterback committed and he committed so early. We talked about it back in March. He was the first commitment of the 2025 cycle and he beat the 2024 cycle to the punch, uh, getting ahead of the game. And since then, Oklahoma's added Grayson Harris, a four-star wide receiver prospect. They've added Jaden Nickens, a four-star wide receiver prospect. And they've added Elijah Thomas, a four-star wide receiver prospect. One out of Texas, two out of Oklahoma. They've also added Kamari Moore, a defensive tackle prospect out of Lee Summit North. So how big is it? And then we can talk with Nate Roberts as well. Sperry, Elijah Thomas, Nate Roberts, all spent time together in a throwing session. It's been huge that Kevin Sperry has been so out front with recruiting and what he's trying to accomplish in this 2025 recruiting cycle. Well, first off, if I'm an Oklahoma fan, 
I already love Kevin Sperry for a number of different reasons. Uh, from the moment that he committed John, it was, I don't really need to look around anymore. I found what I liked. I, this is where I want to be is Oklahoma. And I'm committing to that. And was rock solid from day one in that. Okay. Then we fast forward, right? Okay. Obviously transfers into Carl Albert, which has been a historical power in the state of Oklahoma. So not only does he commit to Oklahoma, he comes to the state of Oklahoma, John. And then all of a sudden turns into just this, the point man, if you will, of this 2025 class for OU. So if I'm a Sooner fan, man, I'm in love with Kevin Sperry already. Uh, the And you know what? There's a lot to like on tape, and he's only going to get better in terms of that that arm that can sling it for days and those feet that uh, turn him into a dual-threat quarterback for sure, the definition of that. So he, he on his own football merit, right, his own quarterbacking merit, you're probably pretty enamored with the player that Kevin Sperry is will continue to grow into be and then uh, what he'll be down the line for OU. But man, all of that packaged with what he's doing in this class for OU, John, it's not a novel concept. We've heard folks say this before. The best thing a lot of times that can happen for a recruiting class is you get a high profile quarterback as a member of that class, uh, you know, in a, you know, as a part of it early, because then guess what? They go out and they do this. They find skill guys and they find a tight end or two. Oh, running back says, you know what? We're going to have something special. Maybe a couple of uh, blue chip offensive linemen, and we'll see, right? Uh, occasionally a defensive guy or two. And I think it's pretty obvious that Kevin Sperry has taken that role, John, that we kind of hear. Maybe it's cliche. Maybe you hear it a lot. But we hear that about quarterbacks early in classes. He's taken that role, and he's kind of taken it. And sounds like it's on steroids right now for Oklahoma. Yeah, it was a – there was a great piece written by James Jackson over at Sooners Illustrated and 247 Sports that I thought really kind of highlighted what Sperry has has been doing. And uh, it was about Jaden Nickens' commitment. Um, Kevin Sperry showed up to the commitment. And, you know, speaking to Jack, James Jackson, Nickens said um, about Sperry showing up, I could have committed to anywhere else. I didn't even tell Kevin. So him just showing up really shows what a brotherhood really means at the university of Oklahoma. It shows, I mean, like Kevin Sperry was willing to go be at Nickens commitment. Um, even though he had to leave early because the commitment ran a little bit long, he was, he was there and he was going to be there for his guy, a guy that he'd been recruiting and, and telling, Hey, I want you to come play with me. He showed up and, and that, that kind of stuff matters. Like showing up for people matters and to see Sperry doing that, for, for, you know, prospects across the board is really cool to see and, and organizing throwing sessions and, and things like that. It, it feels as if he's kind of years ahead of where he, maybe he should be in a leadership standpoint, already organizing throwing sessions with guys like Elijah Thomas, who ended up being a 2024 or 2025 four-star wide receiver commit, you know, out of uh, Chicota. Like that's a big time get for Oklahoma and this 2025 recruiting class in the state of Oklahoma is going to have some elite talent. It's already proving out to be true. If you follow the recruiting rankings, I mean, there's a lot of dudes that are, you know, four or five star rated or sorry, four star rated right now. And Oklahoma's getting them, you know, they've, they've gotten commitments from three of the top uh, seven. If you just look at the, the two, four, seven sports, um, the top two, four, seven or three of the top six in the composite rankings and look to be the front runner to get, Nate Roberts, the number two player, 
Also, we're going to be in a great position to get Tristan Haynes, a teammate of Kevin Sperry, a cornerback prospect that's at Carl Albert. So moving to Oklahoma, I mean, that was kind of cool at first. You're like, oh, he wants to be close to campus. He wants to, you know, be with the, you know, be able to interact with the coaches a little bit easier in the off season, things like that. But then what it's able to do with all these high school prospects that a lot of the country is going to be coming after over the next two years. I mean, that really just kind of lays the groundwork to put together a, a pretty solid and maybe spectacular 2025 recruiting class. And if we haven't said it very directly, just right here, right now, Kevin Sperry is a big part of the reason that Nate Roberts is all of a sudden decommitting from Notre Dame and is projected is strongly projected to wind up committing to Oklahoma. And let's call it a flip, right? Even though technically he's de- decommitted, it's not automatically a flip, but, uh, that's a big part of it because of the throwing sessions that Kevin Sperry has been having with, uh, with Roberts, with Nickens, with the, you know, a lot of these guys in the state of Oklahoma. And, you know, to your point, what you were talking about just there with showing up for people in, in life, right. In work, every element of your life, it gets back to John. First off, you're right. And, you know, whether it's this show or anything you do in life, when it comes from, a, a place of genuine care and genuine thoughtfulness, people are receptive to that. Right. And you know, that's a, a core principle back to one of the first things Brent Vittable said when he took the gig, this is relational, not transactional and showing up to a, a commitment ceremony like that for Kevin Sperry is relational. It shows that everything before it wasn't just transactional. Yeah, and it's going to be exciting to see where this all goes because already they have five commitments in the class. They look to be trending toward Nate Roberts getting a sixth commitment, and we haven't even reached the their junior year of the of the cycle, and that's that's phenomenal. They're number three right now in the the two four seven team sports rankings uh, behind Georgia and Alabama, but that'll have a chance to continue to climb and and potentially if they can you know. Some of these guys are five stars or turn into five stars, then that rating will climb. But number three behind Alabama and Georgia is nothing to sneeze at, and that's that's pretty solid work. Last thing we're going to talk about on today's show is Peyton Bowen. How much are they throwing at him, and is he just taking it all in? It really does sound like it. Uh, Jesse Crittenden over at uh, OU Insider 24 at Rivals now, sorry. OU Insider Rivals asked Bowen the question, you know, are you moving around a whole lot? And Peyton Bowen said, yeah, I'm playing like five different positions. And as I'm brainstorming what those five different positions could be, I'm, here's what I kind of came up with. I can't confirm it with anybody, but free safety, strong safety, nickel corner, cheetah, which we Brent Venable said he was going to play some cheetah back in the spring. Cornerback? Is it possible that Peyton Bowen could be in the mix to start at corner or at least get some snaps at corner? I don't think there's any doubt that that's what's going on. I mean, you hear five positions. There's five defensive back uh, positions uh, at Oklahoma and really, you know, almost anywhere, right, in uh, college football, NFL. I mean, I don't think Peyton Bowen magically is playing linebacker for for Oklahoma, right? He probably could if uh, he added weight and, you know, made that his uh, genuine ambition going forward. But I, I think it's pretty clear, obviously, he came to Oklahoma to be a defensive back. So, I would say to me, yes, it signals that he's working out there at least a little bit, John. 
And basically that's Oklahoma. You, you could, if you want to be pessimistic, Oh, they need help at corner. They, they, they need more depth there. But uh, I tend to look at it glass half full in the perspective of this coaching staff, either corner or safety feels like they've got things ironed out pretty good. And Peyton Bowen's too good to not play, right? He's, he's too good to not give an opportunity somewhere. That's kind of how I'm reading it too, is they're just looking for opportunities to get him on the field and they're going to throw as much at him as they possibly can to see what sticks and to see how they can put him out there. Brent Venables admitted that they were too shy about playing their young guys a year ago. That's not the case this year. You're, you're seeing so much about Peyton Bowen and Josiah Wagner and Jaquay's Petaway really, you know, taking strides and going to be probably impact players in their true freshman season. I don't think that they're, you know, holding them back at all and saying, no, we're going to kind of hold your hand through your true freshman season. No, I think they're really challenging these guys and, and seeing who's going to rise to the occasion. It sounds like Peyton Bowen is, you know, there was a, a highlight from practice that OU football shared on their Twitter account, Peyton Bowen coming down with another interception, another athletic play. So the, really the sky's the limit. And Brent Venables talked about how he just had this great football IQ and he was a sponge and just soaking up and absorbing everything that was thrown at him in the spring. So why not continue to throw more at him and just see, okay, what's the limit going to be for a true freshman? It doesn't sound like there's any limit. You hear Peyton Bowen talk about it. He said, uh, I've moved around a lot. I've played five different positions in fall camp. It's been a challenge, but I'm doing great at it which I love that line because then he's like, Oh, maybe I should be a little bit more humble about this. Um, Cause then he goes on to say, I feel like every day I'm getting better at it. Obviously it's not perfect because I'm still learning five different positions and I can get put in at five different places. So every time we're learning a new install, I'm learning it at the position they put me in that day. So like he, he was pretty confident in who and what he's been doing, but also felt like he needed to kind of scale it back a little bit. Like I'm still learning five different spots. Bro, you're learning five different spots. I don't. If you want to say you're great, that's okay. That's the kind of attitude you want out of a cornerback or a safety. You want somebody who's feels confident and capable of being out there on an island, out in space, all by themselves, and out there to make a play. Who the best, the very best secondary players? Think of Dion or Ed Reed or Roy Williams. Like they played with this huge bag of confidence strapped to their back that they were going to be out there able to make a play. It didn't matter the coverage, whether they were one-on-one, the the deep middle safety, it didn't matter. They were going to go out there and they were going to make a play. So I like it, man. If, if, man, if you feel like you're doing great, man, say it with your chest and do it. I don't care if you don't be humble. We don't need humble. We need, we need confident. Uh, definitely welcome. Uh, I, I don't know that uh, Revis Island would fit that, but Richard Sherman, you know, definitely yeah. comes to mind in that regard. I mean, Richard Sherman, <laughs> not afraid to speak his mind, right? And that that's, you know, back in the Legion of Boom days, that's uh, part of what makes him great and part of what makes it fun. I uh, am so excited to just see how this defensive backfield comes together, John. I'm really optimistic about it. It's uh, It needs help up front. It, it needs that uh, defensive front to be improved to speed things up a little bit to where they don't have to cover, cover, cover all day. But, uh, man, uh, Gentry Williams, uh, what what maybe he could do. I hear good things about Josiah Wagner and Macari Vickers. I hear that they're, they're stepping in. There's some that think that Wagner might have a chance to play right away. 
John. Now, I mean, yeah. you're starting to hear that that type of buzz out of camp, and then of course you've got you know Reggie Pearson that you went and plucked out of the portal to pair with with Billy Bowman, and I still am probably higher than some out there on Key Lawrence. I think two seasons ago really showed up potential at times. Robert Spears Jennings is somebody that's a year older. You know what you got out of Woody Washington, Kendall Dolby. Is that somebody that's going to follow? You know, even if it's not right out of the shoot, is that somebody that's going to follow us, you know, CJ Colden type trajectory? So I'm pretty optimistic and pretty excited about what they have all of a sudden. Peyton Bowen, obviously a big piece of all of this in the defensive backfield for Oklahoma, but I'm optimistic. I'm just excited to see how this competition shakes out and where we start, you know, really anywhere in the defensive backfield outside of maybe Woody Washington and perhaps Billy Bowman slots, I think is subject to change for Oklahoma, but uh, I don't know that it's necessarily subject to bad change for Oklahoma, if that makes sense. No, it sounds like they've got a lot of great talent at, at cornerback at safety right now. And they're just letting, letting it all play out and seeing who, who's going to really step up and take hold of some opportunities. And that's going to do it for today's episode of locked on Sooners. Thanks for tuning in and being a part of the show. Thanks for subscribing to the show and hitting that notification bell so that, you know, when new episodes drop, we're free and available on all podcast platforms. And we're here every Monday night, 9 PM central time to talk through all things, Oklahoma athletics, follow Josh on Twitter at Josh on ref myself at John nine Williams. The show is at locked on Sooners locked on Sooners podcast on Facebook. But until next time, he's Josh Helmer. I'm John Williams, Boomer Sooner.